Hello, everyone. I'm Alyssa Dijon, president of Mercy High School. Hello, everyone. I'm Sister Mary McCarthy. I had been president of Mercy High School for the past 45 years. And welcome to today's special presidential podcast of Tiger Talk, where we have president talking to president. Welcome to Tiger Talk, the podcast for Mercy High School in Middletown, Connecticut, where we talk about everything Mercy, including students, faculty and staff, alumni, and leaders in our community. Learn more about Mercy High School at our website, mercyhigh.com. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to our next Tiger Talk podcast. My name is Alyssa Dijon. I am the president of Mercy High School. And today's guest really doesn't need much of an introduction. I am delighted to uh, be joined today by Sister Mary McCarthy, our premier president of Mercy High School. Hello, Sister. Welcome to the Tiger Talk podcast. Hello, Alyssa. I'm glad to join you. Thank you so much. And I'm much. also very glad that you're sitting in that chair. Congratulations. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we'll get to why that might be the case. But um, so Sister sat in this chair until just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and so, you know, what have you been doing this summer? Well, obviously not everything I plan to do. But that's everybody is in that same state. Of course. So, you know, I've just enjoyed extra family time. I've um, enjoyed time with my grandniece and nephew, um, Lucy and Brad. Um, and it's been nice being there. They have a pool in the backyard. So I've gotten some good swim time in. I've been reading. I've been, um, I spent a couple of days at Madison. I was thrilled to do that with one of my friends. Nice. And I've, Believe it or not, I've been doing more of what I said I would never do in retirement, which was sit and knit. Because <laughs> I have been sitting and knitting. Oh, and excellent. I, what are you making me? Well, um, it's on its way. But I've made two Irish sweaters for the, the other grandniece and grandnephew. Two-year-old Isabel and um, Stefan, whom I haven't seen yet because of this virus. He just turned sure. six months. Okay. So those are completed, which they probably wouldn't get for another five years otherwise. But that's basically what I've been doing and just trying to, I haven't even started cleaning out the boxes I brought home and things like that yet. Oh, sure. There's but plenty of time for that. There's plenty of time for that. <laughs> but like everybody else, um, things that I have planned to do have just been put on hold. So sure. that's what sure. it is. Of course. What do you like to knit? It sounds like sweaters. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what, you. What do you typically like to knit? Or do you like to knit oh, sweaters? sweaters. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Sweaters. And I have a... Um, trunk load of Irish yarn. So that's, nice. that's getting priority. Empty Perfect. it out and then get more. But I, I promised myself I'll use everything that's there. Nice. Well, that's good. So now that we know that Sister Mary is busy knitting and sitting by the pool, um, I thought it would be fun to just learn a little bit more about why you decided to become a Sister of Mercy. Well, I, when I was in high school, at some point during senior year, I thought about religious life and I went to an all girls Catholic high school. And in those days, that was 60 years ago, we will celebrate our 60th anniversary. Those sisters that I entered with will celebrate August 28th, um, 60 years entering. 
So, and I can still remember that day going down with the black surge, passion stuff, and I'm dying because those were the, not everybody had air conditioning in their cars those sure. days. So aside from the emotional of leaving home, you were dying from the heat and knew that this was going to be the outfit for a long time. <laughs> um, not as long as we thought at that time, but, and I thought about it and I liked what I saw the sisters doing. The congregation of Notre Dame educated me in high school and the Sisters of Mercy in elementary school. And I think what finally attracted me to the <laughs> Sisters of Mercy um, was their spirit of outreach and like, like every community has, but there was something unique and special about them. And maybe they were the first sisters I had met. And um, the whole um, sense of mercy and reaching out to people. And the fact that they were founded in Ireland. I, the Irish roots were important because um, the Irish roots were important in our family. Mm -hmm. So I think it all came together. And again, I was 18 years old. I wasn't sure I knew what I was doing. But um, at, as an 18 year old, those are the things that appealed to me. Yep. That's I'm sure a lot of our podcast listeners can relate to that. Uh, not being exactly sure what you want to do, but being inspired by something and trying something new. And, and it's exciting and terrifying all at the same time. And, you know, I had been accepted at a college in Maryland for nursing because um, I wanted to be a nurse and I ended up entering a teaching community. Oh, yeah. So, so you taught at Laurelton Hall, is that, that correct? I did. I taught Latin at Laurelton for four years, and then I was the dean of students for three years there. Okay. And so then how did you make your way to Mercy High School? Well, when I was, um, after those years at Laurelton, there was a change in administration, and I applied for the principalship. And um, in those days, as the Reverend Mother said to me, you're too young to be your mm -hmm. president or principal. So um, there were a few openings around in the Sisters of Mercy. One was in Rhode Island. And at that point, we were beginning to go a little bit out of our own um, geographic area because the Sisters of Mercy of Hartford were basically working just in Connecticut. Okay. I, and there was an opening at, Lord, at um, Mercy. So I went and spoke with Father McGrath and accepted that job as Dean of Academics. And for the first three months, I probably referred it always as Laurelton. I got over that. I didn't do it deliberately. It was just a first <laughs> habit. But I got over that fast. Never really expected to stay for 45 years, wow. but loved every minute of it. So that's how it all started. And then when Father McGrath was leaving, I, again, I applied to be principal and um, was appointed by Bishop Riley. Okay. Oh, great. And I knew Father McGrath because he was the pastor at St. John Church in Cromwell. Right, correct. Right. That's interesting. He went to, he, after he left Mercy, he went to another parish, I think Kellingworth, and then he went to Cromwell. He went to Cromwell yeah. for many years. Yeah. Oh, great, great man. So, for sure, for sure. So, when, so now you're, you're, you're here at Mercy, you've been given this job, and so, you know, what, what did you learn about leadership as being a kind of a new leader of the school? Well, I learned that if you, you have power as a leader mm -hmm. and if you use it the right way and not to further your own ego, but if you use it in the right way as, meant, as it's meant to be, mm -hmm. I like the um, term servant leadership. Mm -hmm. You serve others. Um, you can do good. 
and at Mercy, uh, I, I could bring about the kind of a school community that I thought Catherine McCauley would feel comfortable walking into. Yeah. And you can never do that alone. You do it with the support of the staff and you do it with the students. Mercy students buy into the Mercy Charism. And again, that's been taught through the years and it's been taught not certainly by me alone any more than will be taught by you alone, but by mm -hmm. everybody working together. And mm -hmm. again, the faculty and the staff and the students get mercy. They get the mm -hmm. mercy charism and it comes very natural to them. And I think people pick that up. So, you know, you learn if you use power in the right way, you can help people mm -hmm. and you can create the kind of environment you want both um, socially, certainly academically. And you also learn at some point that it can get lonely at the top. You know, there are times when um, it does stop at your desk, but God gives you the grace to get through that. And um, you know, you've got support out there. Right. And you have to not take things personally because your role is to make the institution better and to help the people who are um, working there and trying to make the Mercy Mission alive. Mm -hmm. So I think it also, leadership also gives you a chance to really create a collaborative and a creative environment where people can work together and express their feelings honestly and openly and, and be accepted on all levels. And that works both ways. It's, it, I, I think it's, it's a wonderful calling. I've said from the day you were appointed, I was so grateful that you were called to that position because you bring so much to it and, and you get mercy. But you were one of the products, all for those sure. people for so many years who worked to create it. Oh, for sure. I definitely feel yeah. that support and I feel that, that, that tradition and the, the, the people who were here before, you can still, you can almost feel it's, there's a kind of a spirit here. It's hard to how to describe it, but you just know that people, this larger community is, is pushing you forward and wanting you to do your best. When, when you talk about the spirit that's in the school, one of my first or second years there, one of the graduates, um, the, the first 10 years, I think, I did not know the graduates because I wasn't there. One of them came back and, and walked in the building and came in to say hello. And she said, it's so good to be back. It smells the same. <laughs> I almost went into cardiac arrest. What do you mean it smells? What she meant was, you know, walking into that building and it obviously was a clean smell. And of course, my first reaction was, what do you mean it smells? Yeah, yeah. But, um, and I think that's what people experience when they come back to Mercy. Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's their second home. That's why the girls have the term second home. Right, for sure. For, for, sure. for everybody, I think it is a second home. Yes, and for the okay. faculty and staff, and certainly it was for me for all those years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, it's, it's true. And I mean, and hearing you talk about leadership, I can clearly relate now as a new leader and thinking about um, I like that. I, I like that term you use too, with the servant leadership, because that's kind of how it feels. There's there's a, a power in being a leader, but you're also here to help people. 
And so if you can harness that energy and that kind of goodwill and morale, you can really make things happen. And I'm thinking too about our podcast listeners, whether they're students or alumni or whomever could be listening to this, you know, whether you're in a leadership position or not, you can still be a leader, right? right? Seniors can be leaders of the school. Um, you know, any, any student has that potential and that power to be a leader, to stand up for what you believe in, or uh, yeah, speak, you know, sp speak your mind or be an example to others. And so I think that's just something really important and powerful is that everyone has the power to be a leader. I was glad to um, see on the website that despite all the restrictions with COVID, yeah. you did have this senior leadership workshop. Yes. And I think that's critical. And, yeah. and, you, and you had said to me when I was talking to you later how wonderful it was and how ready they are. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's what it's all about. You know, um, you may be the top leader, but it's such mm -hmm. a collaboration on all levels of the building. And I think that's what makes Mercy a special place because people take that responsibility seriously. Oh, I think so. Yeah, so what are some of your favorite traditions here at the school? Oh, um, I love when we come together in the auditorium for math or prayer service or, or fun assembly. Yep. Um, when the faculty is out in the foyer because it's so noisy inside. Um, <laughs> Could that be cake auction perhaps? Oh, well, that's in the gym now, believe me. Oh, it's in the gym but, now, okay. Um, well, it could be the spirit assembly or some okay. of those um, celebratory assemblies, maybe <laughs> after somebody has won a state championship or something, I see. Or yep. something like that. Um, I enjoy, I mean, simple things like I, I love walking over to the cap. I tried to do it as, as much as I could just to um, walk in and out and, and watch the girls, how happy they were and how comfortable they were with each other. Mm -hmm. um, I liked um, the events when we involved the parents, you know, whether they were ring ceremony um, or any of those special events. The, um, I think, you know, if anything, I always enjoyed the walkathon because that was sure. a way to see the girls in a in a different way. I liked the picnics we used to have outside, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. You'll probably be having a lot of those this year. And um, <laughs> I think what I enjoyed most about Mercy was the day-to-day -day interaction mm -hmm. with faculty, staff, and the girls. Yeah. Um, and I think all these, and we have so many special traditions there, and, and they are special. I, I can remember for the 25th anniversary, we had the um, crowning. Now, in my day in high school, that was a tradition that you did. You know, no one questioned it or no one talked about it, and everybody hoped they got chosen to carry the crown and crown Mary. Yep. But um, I can remember I said we would do it for the 25th. We had a big celebration um, for the 25th anniversary of Mercy. And I was holding my breath because, again, this was not something that was a current tradition in Catholic schools, not at Mercy anyways. I said, oh, I, I, I hope they, they like it. They don't make fun. I don't care if they like it or not, but just, and I knew, I don't know why I thought they wouldn't behave, but you know, you worry about those things. Sure. Not only did they like, and we had the seniors um, participate in a special way by um, crowning, well, they crowned, but they also formed um, the 
ones who brought the flowers in. And not only did they like it, but they wanted it a new senior tradition. I thought, oh, okay, good lesson learned, Mayor. Anything that you do once and they like becomes a tradition. <laughs> so be careful <laughs> of what you do. That's but um, And it's been a beautiful tradition, you know, mm -hmm. another one that unfortunately we were able we weren't able to enjoy this year, but we did a virtual one. That's right. And it was beautiful. It was. And um, it was absolutely beautiful the way the singing and the praying. And, and I used to jokingly refer to it as rent a kid day because the, <laughs> the seniors sure. would then want to bring in somebody to carry their flowers. So it was a, a multi generational day. Yes. It was. Um, and we used to do, in the first years, we combined it with Grandparents' Day. And that's another tradition that I loved because mm -hmm. you could see in the face of the grandparents, many of whom were helping to send their granddaughters to Mercy. You could see in their face the pride that their granddaughter was here <clears throat> and that she was doing so well. Yeah. So we, we couldn't do that for too long because we had so many grandparents and so many quote renter kids that we finally separated the two and it turned out fine. You know, like everything has a time right. and we did the grandparents day on their own. So they were um, the special guests on that day. And then we did the crowning in the, in April or May. That's so, great. Um, That's great. <clears throat> so yes, I definitely, uh, I rented a kid when I was here. At <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you didn't know that the kids you were renting, you were also recruiting, correct? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it worked out really Good well. Good work there. Ahead of, your, <laughs> ahead of your game, ahead of your years. Exactly. And then for 25, 25 years later, to then bring my own son to the virtual crowning was how, pretty How exciting. could I forget that? He carried the crown exciting. this yeah. year. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's pretty cool. Well, so, it was outside, which is where it started. So at least we went back to that tradition. It was perfect. Achieve more, succeed more, give more, be more at Mercy. For visits and application information, please visit our website, www.mercyhigh.com. Are you looking for a challenging all-girls high school in Central Connecticut? Look no further than Mercy High School, where our graduates achieve success far beyond their high school years. Mercy High School is the place to be. Call today to learn about our programs. A while back when, uh, when we first started talking, you mentioned the word charism. And that's something that we hear about so much here throughout the school. We talk about the mercy charism and how strong it is here at the school. And so I was wondering if you could just define that in your own words for us. Charism to me means it's, it's a special quality. And I think most religious communities have their own um, special characteristics, so to speak. For mercy, I think the charism is that of compassion and caring and collaboration. They all happen to be C words, but, and, and the biggest, I, I think it's the compassion and the caring for people. Um, that was such a part of Catherine McCauley 
because um, in her day, most sisters were cloistered and she founded an order that used to be referred to as the walking nuns because they walked the streets of Dublin helping people. And she also set up a school because she felt so um, strongly about the education, particularly the education of women. I, I think that charism is, is it's a special trait, so to speak. And the Mercy High School community has certainly um, embraced the charism of Catherine McCauley and their caring and their compassion. I was speaking to somebody recently and um, she said, I, can't, I knew that there was outreach at Mercy. She had read part of the annual report and she said, I, I am just overwhelmed and so happy and so impressed to see the amount of outreach they do. Mm -hmm. said, well, you know, like, like how tradition started Mercy, you do it once. But when girls feel strongly, students feel strongly about um, helping others, and then they come and say, this person or this group needs some help, what can we do? You know, you've taught them that this is what we do. So when they come to you with those kind of suggestions, right. you don't say, well, we don't have time for that. We're doing too much already. You say, okay, we'll do it. Right. And every Christmas, I, am so imp I was so impressed with the amount of outreach that they did for Christmas. And somehow or another, no matter how many people came forward with a small project or a special project, it got done and it right. got addressed and it got done well so that um and and there was always a personal touch to it you know they they reach out they have a special spirit you've heard that from convalescent homes where they go i know in the years <clears throat> again this was something you couldn't do this year the week of service that we've done for the last number of years up in west hartford i know that the residents of st mary home just thought they were they were special. They were mm -hmm. the best. They couldn't wait for them to come every year. Mm -hmm. And it was just because they were so natural. Right. You know, it's who they are. What you see is what you get. For sure. For sure. This is, this is great. I mean, it's, it's so fun to talk with you about leadership and, and faith and, and charism. And, um, you know, how does your, how does your faith continue to motivate you? Well, it keeps me going day yeah. after day. You know, I, I rely on God's help. Mm -hmm. Prayer is important to me and it's gotten me through a few rough times and um, good times as well, not sure. just the rough times. But I, I think we're blessed to, to have faith. We're blessed to believe in the presence of God and to be surrounded by people who believe in the same in the same way, mm -hmm. or um, maybe not all of the Catholic tradition, but certainly people who believe that we're here for a higher purpose and we're here to help others. Definitely. Um, and I, I know I could not have spent 45 years in education, much less a lot of other things, unless there was something guiding me and, and holding me steady. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know there were times in dealing with teenagers where you said a few extra prayers <laughs> for sure <laughs> as you will find out yes but 
there there's it's there's nobody like them as far as working with and watching their potential and um and one of the things that in recent years because i've become more aware of it mm -hmm. they do they being the students do believe that they're women of mercy mm -hmm. and and that that means they're women of faith they're women of prayer they're women of compassion but they get it you know they don't even know what the term means right when they walk in the doors but when they walk out of the doors they know and the worst thing I could ever say to them was, you're not acting like a woman of mercy. Because mm -hmm. that was like, I didn't realize it until the first time I did it. That was like a personal insult. I hadn't meant it that way. I was just speaking the truth, which I tended to do periodically. <laughs> That's fantastic. This is, it's been a pleasure, Sister Mary, to talk with you about all these different topics. And just to have this opportunity to talk to you now kind of president to president. This is really special. And so well, know, know that the president you. door is always open here for you to come visit. <laughs> thank you. And, and you know, I can't tell you what it means to me, um, having spent so many years at Mercy, knowing that you, a woman of Mercy, a Mercy graduate, a daughter of people of Mercy, is sitting in that chair. Right. So thank you. Thank you for saying yes to the invitation. And thank you for carrying on that mercy tradition. Absolutely. Um, because I know you'll do it phenomenally. Thank you. Um, Thanks for that support. And may you have many, many happy, happy memories. Thank Not you. all sitting in that chair. You'll be right. out and about. I know I'll you. I'll be out and about. <laughs> but basically in that office, may that stand for wonderful, wonderful memories and, and good years for you. Great. Thank you. So and for much. Pierce when he visits. He will. <laughs> and for Luke when he has to come down and hang your pictures or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. He's, uh, he's very helpful. I'll say that. <laughs> Good. Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, sister. And to all of our podcast listeners um, listening to this very special podcast, we all hope you have a great day. Thank you very much, Alyssa. You too. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Tiger Talk podcast. Listen to the latest episodes at mercyhigh.com or subscribe to get the latest podcasts delivered to your device, either at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify.